with Love Has Won, you can't ignore the fact that they are on drugs always. Yes. Always on drugs. Very important. Always drinking. That is one of the things that will set it apart from so many other groups is, at least in my experience, the religious groups that I'm familiar with, drugs weren't even allowed. In most cases, even alcohol. You cannot consume alcohol. And so it kind of makes sense to me that they got to the place they got so much quicker than other groups that we're familiar with because of that. I was just going to say, though, does that make it better or worse that other groups that didn't have drugs and alcohol got to the same point? Welcome back everyone. My name is Sam. And I'm Melissa. I grew up in the FLDS community. It is a polygamous group run by Warren Jeffs and I moved out when I was 18 years old. I was raised LDS. Sam and I have been married for nine years and have two awesome kiddos. Yes, we do. If you're interested in just listening in today, we do have our podcast available and please don't forget to like and subscribe. Yes, we are going into part two of Love Has Won, the Cult of Mother God. And whoo, if you didn't see our part one on this, you can watch it on HBO Max, or I think they just call it Max now, right? But you can watch our yeah. review of the first episode up above. But this part two, man, every single one gets a little bit crazier where it's like, whoa, that seems so far-fetched. And yet there are still so many like Christian ties to it, even though it seems like a spiritual druggy cult, right? That's really what it seems like on like surface level. But then at moments, like they say that Mother God is Jesus, was mm -hmm. Jesus. So it's like all of these people must have Christian roots at some point because there are a lot of Christian similarities. And then later in the episode, which we'll get to, there were some things that reminded us a lot of Warren Jeffs from the FLDS. Yeah, I I don't even know where to begin with this group, honestly. Like we're used to reviewing groups that we're semi-familiar with mm -hmm. for the most part. We have, this we is have, like left field for us. We have branched out into other groups and other societies or beliefs i guess but this one is like i mean woo, it is out there and it's hard to even know where to begin with our thoughts about it just because it seems like there's so much more than just a belief in something here yeah they have a lot of details right and i think we mentioned this in the first episode that it's easy when you're raised in a religion or like we both have fundamental mormon roots that we grew up with, right? Mm -hmm. And so all of those beliefs that you learn from a really young age no longer seem odd to you. And there could be all these details that you just learn as you go and it's not a big deal. And then when you're getting into something else and they're like, okay, there's these celestial beings or what do they call them? The Galactics. The Galactics. The Galactics and who they are and what they do and what they say. And it's like, it's a so much of, information of all these weird yeah. little details. A lot of the Galactics are just famous people, you know? People I think they're are, all famous people. Are they all? Like Elvis and Robin Williams and... Robin Williams is like the main one that talks to mom, right? Right. And, yeah. And so when they just start, I don't know, they, they, they didn't even come up with original unknown people, right? They just picked, <laughs> picked these famous people that the world knows and it's such an interesting way of going about it. But yeah. once again, we do know, and we talked a little bit about this on the last episode, is they are generally, if not always, on something. On some kind of drug. Some kind of drug. It seems like almost at all times, if not that, they are drinking a lot. And anyway, so... And they believe that that's all tools. That the rest of the world tries to tell you that all those things are bad, but really they are tools. Which we'll get into later what those tools are doing to mm -hmm. Mother God's body. Right. But basically, this episode starts with Father God. Now, at this point... 
the mother god she's had an amy she's had like multiple father gods but they've all been told like there's going to be a final father god right she's going through these different boyfriends and the one that she currently has i think his name was john she was um telling him like john was always going to be the second to last father and then he was told that he was the father of the multiverse so that's how it makes sense because in comes jason Woo! Jason is character. So right from the get-go, he's saying he was basically homeless, living in Las... Well, he was in Las Vegas working in a blockbuster. He decided not to do that anymore. They said he was homeless for a while. He said once he heard mom once, he was sold because he already believed in the Matrix. He believed that we were all in... A simulation right. and so everything controlled everything that this mother god was saying just made perfect sense so he moved to go be with them and instantly okay this is the final father god but it was so weird to me that like they called him the father god she was determined he was but the entire time they talk about here he was the low energy he was the lowest of the masculine energy and that he was the worst of the worst kind of energy but it was proof that Mother God would accept and embrace anyone, regardless of who they were, their background, and all of that. And that was kind of a, I don't know, almost a faith-building exercise for the people there to understand that you don't have to be some kind of special person to be a part of this great thing. Yeah, that she was going to attract, that Mother God would attract the worst of men because she is the one that could fix them and and heal them and get them through that. But they basically, like, the people, and these are still, it seems like, true believers in it that are in this documentary. And they're even saying, like, once Jason became Father God, he basically went crazy. And they went a little bit into Amy's past and her struggles with picking good men and that she, you know, had gotten pregnant at a young age and then that father was out of their life and then she got married and had another child and then that didn't work out and they kind of went through her struggles about how she had never really had like good taste in men which yeah. coincides and makes sense with this father god he, he the way he talked to her like i feel like the language in the first one the people there they weren't putting each other down they were very like loving and lifting each other up and then once this father god came in they were talking down about each other and they were throwing f-bombs and calling each other like horrible things all the time right and it really like changed and shifted well, the whole everything the environment yeah. for everyone and he kind of wanted to take charge and be in charge of what they did and the music they listened to and all of the different things something he said though that i wanted to point out is when he first arrived or when he first met amy or so-called mother god she said something to him almost right off the bat he did something and she said, you You're are brilliant. You are brilliant. And he said that that switched something in his brain that made him feel brilliant and that he was actually worth something and that he was special somehow. And he, he even said, why did no one ever tell me this before? Yeah, like no one in my entire life had ever said that about me. Yeah, and which is sad, right? But at the same time, my point here is that if people feel accepted and loved and are told things like you are brilliant, I think this is one of the tools that are one of the ways that Amy went about attracting people is to say things like that to them that would, that in a lot of these cases probably hadn't heard that before. Or a lot of these people probably either haven't ever heard that before or they 
didn't hear it often anyway. And so it was just one, another one of those ways that she was able to bring people to follow her because they felt so special when they were around her. Yeah, exactly. So again, he's a little crazy. The backstory was also heartbreaking. Like basically she just abandoned her three children with her mom, which was just so hard and sad to see. But on the other side of it, I'm grateful that she didn't take her three children into this no. environment. One of the other followers said that her mom came and got those kids, which I'd mentioned in the first episode. Like as soon as I saw children in that, I'm like, oh my gosh, please no, please don't let anything be happening to these children because having a whole bunch of kids in a situation yeah. where adults are all high and on drugs, oh my gosh, it just made me so nervous. So to hear, you know, but she was willing to sacrifice her kids to her mom because it was worth it to stay with Amy, mm -hmm. to stay with who she believed was Mother God. And so that was heartbreaking, but at least in both of these cases, you knew that the kids were with grandparents and in a safer situation than what this environment would be for kids. Right. But basically it got so bad, like Jason, <laughs> Father God, got so bad and so out of control that the Galactics told everyone to take mom to Oregon to rest and everyone else went to Crestone, Colorado. They left Jason behind basically and they said, okay, well, you're gonna have to choose whether or not you're gonna come and find us and be with us or if you're gonna keep being crazy, which again, I thought it was interesting that they had this whole group of people. Like there's a lot of people at this point, not a lot, but like what, 10, 15 people? Yeah. And they all leave instead of kicking him out. Right. Well, they, they thought that they were being called by the Galactics to go to these different places. Yeah, like but I mean, so. they could have easily been called to kick him out, but I don't think they felt like they could because he was Father God. Right. So they kind of like stuck themselves in the situation. But having 15 people move instead of kicking one person out, I was like, okay, like... Honestly, I don't know that... I think maybe part of that is he felt that he had so much power that maybe he, they couldn't have kicked him out. You know, who knows what kind of... Maybe they were afraid that, of what he would do if they attempted to kick him out. Ooh, they yeah. weren't. They weren't the kind of people that could go to the police. <laughs> yeah, right. Can you come to our our group where <laughs> so they couldn't go <laughs> to the police and try to get him out of there that way. So if if he wasn't just going to leave because they said so, they really they were left with the option of leaving themselves. It sounds like yeah. So it was a crazy tough situation. Jason does come find them. She's like Mother God's on. Cloud Nine, super, super happy about the fact that he's back and that he chose her over meth because um, he was sneaking off to go do meth, which apparently that was like some kind of line they had drawn because they had been doing like psychedelics, mushrooms, a lot of pot, a lot of alcohol. But they said Jason would sneak off to go do meth. So apparently there was some kind of line in the sand there yeah. as far as what drugs they could do. But he came and then they were living there in Oregon for a little bit and their house burned down while they were saging. One of the one girls of, was saging girls, something yeah. that they were supposed to be. Mother God had told them to sage and it burnt their whole house down. So they left there and they're eventually all going to end up going to Colorado. As far as like spiritually for all these people, a couple of the women said they were being trained to be oracles because oracles would get guidance from the galactics, right? So they're constantly believing they're going to have like more spiritual enlightenment as they're going. There's always that next like... I could be doing this or I could be doing that. One of them was a scribe, like writing down every single thing that she's everything. that Mother God said, when including she sneezed, like yeah, everything, the everything. sneezing. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It, this is one of those things that kind of made me feel a little icky inside uh, because it reminded me of when Warren Jeffs was in these 
heavenly sessions or when he was out doing things with people, he also would make sure there was a scribe there writing everything down. And it's just a weird connection that I didn't feel very comfortable even thinking about, right? That why, why do they need someone there writing everything down that they're doing? I just, I can't even put myself in their mind to try to understand where they're coming from. It's so hard for me to understand, but apparently they think they're so special that there has to be a record of everything going on at all times, which I, yeah. it's hard to understand why. Super hard. They talked a lot about the fact they were constantly getting donations. Um, one person who ended up joining was Sarah. She was searching for something after coming out of a coma and found Love is One. And so she goes to be a part of it. And she was just saying like, she wanted to go get a slice of pizza. She's like, I had had a job, like I had my money. And they were like, you can't do that. You can't go mm. get pizza. You need to give basically all your money to us, which again, FLDS, very similar. You can't go and buy food for your kids. I know when we had Erna Black on, she mm -hmm. had said that she had taken her kids to a doctor's appointment and she, her kids were so, so, so hungry. And she stopped at the gas station, got them like a candy bar to eat. And she felt so guilty. And she was so worried because if somebody found out that she'd given her children food that wasn't from the storehouse, that they would take the kids away from her. So she had to be so concerned with feeding her children, right. right? And that was this kind of same situation. She wanted food and they were like, you can't just go get your own food. You need to be giving your money to us and we'll feed you. But they said all the money was going towards whatever Amy wanted. Right. Mother God needs a go-kart. She needs new dresses. She needs whatever she wants while everybody else is They were going hungry. Crazy. You know, a lot, they were all losing weight. They were all like in the situation where it all went to her first and then they got the leftovers. Well, and then they were told that ego is fueled by food and sleep. And they were working on transitioning out of food and sleep. Out of needing the food and sleep. Which once again, why? Why does this happen? What? Ugh. Anyway, this is also something that Warren Jeffs from his prison cell was telling some of his followers that they don't need to eat or yeah, they don't need to eat any food because angels will appear and feed them at some point. Yeah, they were now celestial beings that didn't need it, right? Same type of thing. And there were people who were starting to starve themselves, waiting for angels to come and feed them from more, you know, from more just family. They were waiting for angels until finally they had family snap them out of it and say, no, like nobody, no angels come and feed you. You have to eat or else you're going to die. And even uh, on a less crazy or less strict, I guess, side of it, Warren Jeffs was controlling for all of his followers what they were allowed to eat and not eat. So mm -hmm. that became very strict for the majority, if not all of his close followers, not just his family, that they were restricted to a certain diet. And a lot of people lost a lot of weight because of that. Yeah. So, so sad to see that, I guess, whenever you have an, these super extreme groups, some of the things that are I don't know if I'd say like easy to control, but a huge control mechanism is food and sleep because Just Warren Jeffs- basic Jeff's, human needs. Basic yeah. human needs, yeah. And Warren Jeffs also sleep deprived like his workers on the um, ranch in Zion, right? The men were working 22 hours a day. They were allowed to sleep for two to three hours a night and that was it. And you can watch Isaac Steed's story above where he talks about that because we asked him, we said, okay, we're hearing this. Is that true? And he said, it's absolutely true. Right. They were sleep deprived. They were limited in what the food they were, you know, none of the money that they were earning 
they weren't earning anything for themselves. It was all for the church. And so, yeah, control hungry people end up taking away basic necessities of life from people. Yeah. It reminds me of the Disney movie Spirit when they catch the horse and they can't tame him. They can't tame him. They can't control him. And so the, the captain there says, time to the post, no food or water for three days. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's just the way of, you know what, I'm going to starve this horse until I have power over him to control him to do what I want to do. And really, that's kind of what it came down to for some of these groups is I want to control these people. Therefore, I'm going to get them in a state where they will have to listen to me. Yeah. And it was sad to see, I think it was Hope's mom was watching the live stream, seeing her daughter became like basically becoming kind of anorexic and, and not having proper food. And so she had started a group trying to see if anybody else out there knew more information or had left the group and find a way to be able to try to stop it. But the FBI and the police and stuff, they're like, listen, if they're adults doing what, like, I can't just go barge into their house for any reason just to check on somebody. Like, there has to be a reason for it. And so, you know, in a situation like this, until there's a crime, I mean, maybe if they thought, they could get at them for the drugs, but beyond that's that... That's what I was going to ask, and this is something that Hope's mom said that the sheriff said, I can't help you. And I didn't, I couldn't tell if she meant that as a negative thing or if the sheriff was just doing his job. But based on some of the, the YouTube lives and things we were seeing, I'm trying to remember back if there were any signs of illegal... Drug use? Drug use. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm guessing if there had been, then maybe they could have gone after, but a lot of these, and it's the same within the FLDS, right? Like there's a certain amount, like you live in America, you have the freedom to do, consenting adults have the freedom to do a lot of things within the walls of their home that they choose to do. So if there's no signs of secondary crimes beyond being in a crazy extreme controlling group, like that's not enough for the, right. for anybody to go in, especially when there's not minors involved, which thank goodness there weren't children involved in this case. It goes, oh, man, another, Warren Jeff's relation, but they said, you know, as it progressed on and Amy or Mother God's using like more alcohol, more and more drugs. <clears throat> and they said Mother was always kind, but other spirits were not. So other spirits within her were coming out, starting to be mean and mad and angry. And then it turned into Mother screaming was her taking on the pain of the world. And that was exactly like what Warren Jeffs had said, right. where he would take on and have an atonement. He was atoning, he was atoning. for the fact that sins. the fact that he had the nerve for someone that claimed to believe and be a believe in Jesus Christ and believe, be a Christian to have the nerve to say that I'm atoning for sins. Oof, so blasphemous! Like that, it really is blasphemous. That is just so anti-Christian to claim basically that you are as good as Jesus and that you are doing what Jesus did, to claim that you're doing that. And that's kind of what he was doing. He was claiming that he was taking on the sins of the world for their forgiveness. And and then he would flail around and, and pretend to be in all this pain. Maybe he was in pain, maybe she was in pain, but to claim that it was for that reason, that's very, like you said, blasphemous. Yeah, and there were live streams where they were like, oh, do you hear mother screaming in the background? She's atoning, you know, I don't think they use the word atone. She's taking on the pain of the world. She's, that's what she's doing. And, and then alcohol was a medicine, they said. And it, it would look like alcoholism to anybody else, but that was her medicine to handle the amount of pain because she was in so much pain 
for all the sins of the world and, and the pain of the world. And no human could go through what she went through. That's how they knew she was Mother God. Well, one of them even said, we know she's Mother God because no other human could consume as much alcohol as she is consuming and live. And still be coherent, yeah. And we're like, whoa, you know, I mean, what is going on here? The fact that they could, and this just goes to show that things can be twisted. Because if the fact that they could look at this situation and twist it in a way to make it be positive instead of just a negative way overdosing in so many different ways mm -hmm. is just, it's almost mind blowing from the outside <laughs> looking in. But once you get involved in something and you start believing yourself, there comes a point where you, you don't want to admit that you're wrong. Mm -hmm. So you will do whatever it takes and twist things however you need to, to make them make sense. Oh yeah. Well, not only that, but she gets to a point where she is in a ton of pain. She can barely walk. She can barely move. They're carrying her everywhere, right? Which, like I said, the amount of drugs and alcohol that she's been on consistently now for, I don't even know what yeah. the time period is of how long this had been at this point. But, you know, she's trying to convince everybody. They say the Galactics are going to evacuate her with starships. But she needs to get down to 103 to 104 pounds. So she's going to have to be super emaciated and be skin and bones basically before they're going to evacuate her from her body. Another Warren Jeffs thing. She gets to a point where they said she was spinning and she'd say, I'm not God. None of this is real. It's all fake. None of it's true. And they would convince her that she was just spinning and, and that, no, you really are. You are real. You are mother God. And her followers would convince her and because, that is exactly what happened with right. Warren Jeffs. We all, we all, not all, but a lot of us have seen or heard the recording of Warren Jeffs in his prison cell or in his prison and admitting that, you know, I am not the prophet. I never was the prophet. I'm a liar. I'm a liar. And his brother, I believe it was, told him, reassured him, no, you are the prophet. We believe in you. We love you. And once again, once you convince your followers enough to the point that they don't want to admit that they're wrong, then they will do whatever they can to prove you right. To prove you right. And it sounds like Amy here got to that same situation where she was in so much pain and going through so much that she didn't want to accept it anymore and tried to admit that, you know what, this isn't true so that she could possibly go to the hospital, and they talk about that too. Yeah. And they were like, oh no, 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 no. You're, you're Mother God, you, you can do this. Yeah, you wanna go to a, you, she would never go to a 3D hospital. The fact she's asking about that is just crazy. Like, she asked to go to a hospital, and we were like, oh no, that's not what you would want. Like, right. you're out of, no, 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 no. You don't wanna go to a hospital. That's Which, a, I mean. Again, you trained your followers to be a certain way. They kept feeding her and having her drink all this, I don't know how you say it, collodial? Colloidal, colloidal silver. Colloidal silver, silver anyway, they, something. Yeah. yeah, which I did a little tiny bit of like googling quickly on that, and the amount that she was drinking is insane. Okay, like is crazy. But they just kept giving her the remedies that she said was going to heal everybody else, and so again, it kind of like she created her own monsters. That yes, that's what I was going to say. Is at first, or I mean, I do feel bad for her. Obviously, she was going through something mentally to even begin to go down this path that she took but in the end it was her own fault she convinced these people of things so strongly that when she actually needed help and needed these people to wake up 
and see reality, they wouldn't because yeah. she dragged them too far down. And so it really was her own fault in the end that they weren't willing to take her to the hospital. Yep, man, it was sad to see, you know, she even reached out to her, what they call her earthly family, right? She reached out to her mom and was like, will you come here? And it was sad to see, you know, the mom, they're like, why didn't you go when she asked you? And she was like, I was too scared of what I was going to see. And at that point, I'm like, I can't even imagine all the trauma of your daughter leaving. <clears throat> you're seeing and hearing all these things about what she's doing. You don't know what you're going to walk into. I mean, I can't, I don't know. I just can't judge. You can't judge. It's easy for me to say, oh, as a mother, like I would go or so-and-so would go or she even told one of her followers, you know, she was like, if this was your mother, your mother would have come. And I think it was hoping was like, yeah, my mom would have come. And Sarah's mom, Sarah said after a while, she called up her mom and said, come and get me. And right. her mom came and got her, right? So luckily Sarah was able to get out um, before things continued on. But so that was sad to see, but she realized, okay, I've gone too far, but it was too late. And now she's stuck in this situation. And the Galactics, the end of this episode was the Galactics telling them to go to Hawaii that she was going to need to go to Hawaii in order for them to, you know, evacuate her from her body. And they kind of ended it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, she didn't want to go. She said, no, I don't want to go to Hawaii. And she tried to convince her followers to not take her to Hawaii. And they said, ha, the Galactic said, so tough luck. And at this point, she's in so much pain and her body is just in such this awful condition. I even wonder how they got her on a plane without someone being suspicious based on the video coverage and the photos that we've seen of her. She looked just like a torn down. I mean, just, oh my goodness, I can't believe she made it. But it did show that they got to Hawaii and then they hinted at the fact that everything just went nuts once they landed in Hawaii. So that's what we have not seen beyond that. But Yep, that was the end of this second episode was that when they got there, they said all hell broke loose. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to kind of see, it's only a three-part series. So next week's episode will be the last episode that we'll be doing on it. And we'll see what happened in Hawaii and how she ended up mummified. Obviously, you know, Jason, the father god, is in this documentary is shown he has an ankle bracelet on right so if he helped her try to uh evacuate her body then i'm guessing that's probably why he has an ankle bracelet but mm -hmm. i don't know that's conjecture we'll see, we'll see what happens next week but again so sad to see that even something that seems so out of the realm of possibility seems so crazy so out there on the fringe has so many ties to things that we're familiar with and it's just so sad to see people abuse their power and abuse people who are following them in the same way yeah it's hard to admit that any of what we just saw in mother god or sorry love has won is anywhere remotely close to anything we've ever seen or are familiar with at all that's Within I, religion. Within religion. I, I don't even want to go there because it just seems so far-fetched. But there, unfortunately, are those similarities between different groups that just, they, they start in this place where it seems like they're doing it for good and that everything is to build connection and love and to help everyone, you know, you put all of your money in a pot so everyone's needs are met and you, you make it this loving, you know, no worries in the world kind of place. 
And then as time goes on, there are rules added and there are things that are changed along the way that then turn it into this thing that everyone wonders how in the world is anyone living in that? How is anyone going along with that? And you know, it just is slow and steady. Exactly. It starts out with one thing and maybe some people are turning their heads and, and wondering, you know, why am I even doing this? But I've come this far. What's one more thing? And then it's one more thing after that. And eventually you're caught up with problems with the law, you're caught up with all these different issues and problems, but it probably started with someone just trying to help people and live a better life, you know? And then it turns into something like this. So with the, in this case though, with Love Has Won, you, you can't ignore the fact that they are on drugs always. Yes. Always on Very drugs. Very important. Always drinking. That is one of the things that will set it apart from so many other groups is at least in my experience, the religious groups that I'm familiar with, drugs weren't even allowed. You cannot consume drugs. In most cases, even alcohol, you cannot consume alcohol. And so it kind of makes sense to me that they got to the place they got so much quicker than other well, groups that we're familiar with because of that. I was just gonna say though, does that make it better or worse that other groups that didn't have drugs and alcohol got to the same point? Got to a... Got to the same, I mean, that the leaders are atoning for sins and causing so much oppression on their followers and doing, if they can both end up in the same place, I would almost say, yeah, it seems like it would make more sense. Okay, well, if you're on drugs all the time, you might get there. But how sad is it that there are groups that get there without any drugs, without any alcohol, without these outside substances to get them there? What's their excuse? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of theories there. I don't know what, if that makes it better or worse. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Whether it is whether it is mental illnesses or whether it is the fact that the leaders are teaching one thing and then behind closed doors are consuming drugs and things. Who knows? That's yeah. once again, who knows? But the unfortunate thing is that people fall into their trap. Yeah, that's the sad part. But if you want to hear more of what it was like for Sam to grow up in polygamy or hear us respond and react to videos like this on other cults or hiding man religions, then please like and subscribe and we'll talk to you all soon. Yes, thank you all so much for being here with us again and we'll talk to you soon.